bringing hope to many around the globe, transforming lives into legacies. Live in Word with Pastor Mensah Otterville. And now, today's word. My message is simply titled, God has a place for us. Everybody say, God has a place for me. It's a very important thing to say about your life. It's a very important thing to say about yourself, that God has a place for you, that you are important to him, that you matter to him. Because many times we wonder where we fit in life uh, and whether we are important in life and whether we matter at all. Uh, Because you can go through life many times and wonder whether your life is making any difference, whether you are making any impact, whether your life is significant and meaningful, whether the things you're going through have any meaning or any value. The writer of the book of Ecclesiastes struggled with that question for much of the writing of the book of Ecclesiastes. Uh, If you read the book of Ecclesiastes, sometimes you get depressed when you read it um, because the writer looks at life with all its ups and downs he looks at nature the rising of the sun the setting of the sun he looks at all the things that happens to human beings and he begins to wonder whether God has any purpose in all of these things and uh, without God and without seeing life from God's point of view The writer says that the only conclusion you can make of life is that it's all vanity. Vanity of vanities, all is vanity. In other words, it looks as if life is a waste of time. That is looking at life without God in the picture. But today we want to see that God has a place for us, that it's not all vanity of vanities. There is a purpose for your life. There is a meaning for your life. And I want to encourage you with that. And I pray that you live here today fully assured that God has a place in his plans for you. The first point I want to make is that God has a place for us in the world he has created. God has a place for us in the world he has created. You can personalize it and say God has a place for me. In the world he has created. Let's say that together. Say it one more time. Now, the world is a very huge place. There are so many people in this world. And only a few people know us. Uh, Have you tried to count the number of people who know you in this world? I'm a relatively well-known person. Probably more known than most of you. Uh, But even I go to places in the world and nobody knows me. There there are places I go to and nobody knows me. You walk through the, uh, if I walk through Accra, you know, I can go 10 meters uh, without somebody coming to shake my hand, introduce themselves, smile to me, say hi, pastor, or say something like that. Uh, If I go to a restaurant, I'm going to meet people uh, who know me. Uh, It's very difficult for, for me to operate in Ghana as a normal human being. But even with all of that, you know, I go to other parts of the world uh, and nobody knows me. I can go through a market and nobody knows me. Um, 
And I am pretty popular, but most of you are not that well known. I'm not criticizing you. I'm just saying you are not well known. Um, and, uh, and sometimes you wonder who knows me. Am I important to the world? Am I recognized in the world? Uh, I was reading some statistics and it was quite interesting to me that the average person uh, knows about 600 people. The average person knows about 600 people in their lives and is known by 600 people, averagely. Some people more, some people less, but averagely. The average person in their lifetime will make contact with about 80,000 people. That is from the time you were born to the people who were in your neighborhood, people you played with, people you went to school with, and so on and so forth. But in the end, only about 600 will remember you. Only 600. But the world has about almost 8 billion people. So in terms of people who know you, there are about 0.000075 people. You are a very, very unknown person. <laughs> so now if you are in the world and, and people don't know you, you wonder, does God know me? Am I important? If people can't recognize me, people don't value me. Am I important to God? And that's why I came here to tell you that God has a place for you in the world he has created. Psalm 22 verse 9 and 10 says, But you are he who took me out of the womb. You made me trust while on my mother's breast. I was cast upon you from birth. From my mother's womb you have been my God. Very interesting observations. It tells us that our birth was ordained by God. Our birth was ordained by God. You are he who took me out of the womb. Every day, over 350,000 people are born. Every day. So today, about that number of people will enter the earth. 240 babies are born every minute. The average person shares their birthday with between 20 to 21 million people on earth. So when you look at it, it seems that you are just one drop in the sea of many. But does God pay special attention to you? Well, the psalmist tells us that in the midst of all these numbers, God pays attention to you. God is not so confused by the number of people in the world that when he is looking for you, you get lost. You are he who took me out of my mother's womb. So many people were being born at the same time I was born, but God knew I was entering the earth. He knew you were entering the earth. In the midst of the multitude, God sees the individual. He saw our birth, whether in a hospital, a clinic, a taxi, a train, or even in the rubbish dump. I don't know where you were born. I don't know the circumstances of your birth. But God says, 
he took you out of your mother's womb. Oh, yes, of course, the doctors were there. Of course, there probably was a midwife. Of course, the, maybe you came through cesarean session or through some other means. But God says, in all of this, my hand was on you the day you entered this world. He is the one who took us out of our mother's womb. He is the one who introduced us into the world. But you are he who took me out of my mother's womb. Not only that, our calling and purpose in life comes from him. The pastor says, you made me trust while on my mother's breast. That literally means that God stretched out his hand to us when we were born. Even when we didn't know him, he helped us to know that we were special. Very early in our lives, he made us trust him that we had something to do in this world. The awesomeness of God, he makes us trust him even when we were nothing. Have you ever had a conversation with children, young children, and you ask them, what are you going to be? And each one of them confidently says something. Depending on their exposure in life at that time, some would say, I'll be a, a president. Somebody would say, I'll be a boxer. That is, if at that time there is a boxer who is very popular, or, you know, uh, if the most popular person in the neighborhood is a charcoal seller, they would say, I want to sell charcoal. But why do children confidently say, when I grow up, I'll, I'll be this, I'll, when I grow up, I'll do that? Who gives them that confidence? To feel that in this world they can do something. They can make a difference. They can make an impact. The passage says God is the one who makes us trust even when we are little. That thing that makes you feel when you are young that your life matters. That you can change the world. That you can turn things around. It comes from God. He is the one who gives us the confidence even when we are nothing. And then the third thing he says in that passage. He says that I was cast out from upon you from birth. That means our lives depend on him. I love that verse. I was cast out or I was cast upon you from birth. The idea is something that is thrown away and lands on something. The psalmist is saying, when life throws you away, you're going to be cast upon God. You will land on God. It's amazing how many times life would hit you. But the pastor says you'll land on God. Um, my mother used to tell me um, that when, when I was a baby, probably about three years old, thereabout, I remember it vaguely, very vaguely. You don't remember much of when you are three years old, do you? But, you know, things can happen that makes you remember. And, and I fell from a staircase, very high on the stairs. And I rode and rode and rode and rode and rode and rode and rode. And when I landed, everybody thought I was dead. Because there was blood everywhere. And they lifted me up. And uh, I had a cut 
in my forehead is still there. You won't see it now. You're too far away. Don't try to look at it. But it was there. It, uh, forehead, it was bleeding. Took me to hospital. I was stitched up. And here am I. So why didn't I die from that fall from the staircase? The psalmist says, when life cast me out, I landed on God. And it's very important to know that many times you'll be cast out, but you land on him. You will land on him. And so he says, when, when life has cast me out, I land on God. Some of us were cast away from birth into a broken home, but we landed on the Lord. Nobody ever thought that that broken home will produce a whole person. Some of us were cast away into abuse and mistreatment, but we landed on the Lord. Some of us were cast into poverty, but look where we landed. Some of us were so sickly when we were children, nobody ever thought we would survive. If you are here today, present in this house, it simply means life threw you away, but look where you landed. You landed on the Lord, because there is a place for you in this world that God has created. I was cast, but I landed on the Lord. Many times when you hear people's testimonies, and, and people have phenomenal testimonies, they tell you about their hardships and the homes they came through, and people have very painful stories. Some have been uh, abused, some unfortunately have been sexually abused, raped or beaten or all kinds of things. And especially when you see a believer tell you, this is where my life was. And then, look at where I've landed. And the psalmist is telling us, the only reason why you are still here today is because when you are cast away, you landed on God. Why did you land on him? Because there is a place for you in the world he has created. You are not here by accident. You are not here by chance. You are here because there is a place for you in God's world. The second thing I want to say is that there is a place for us in the book he has written. There is a place for us in the book he has written. There is a place for us in God's word. Psalm 139 verse 16 to 17 if you know your Bible well, you might have read this verse. Psalm 139, verse 16 to 17 says, Your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed. And in your book, they all were written. The days fashioned for me, when as yet there were none of them. How precious also are your thoughts towards me, O God. How great is the sum of them. God has a place for us in the book he has written. Your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed, and in your book they were all written. What you see from this passage is that God sees our potential before the potential becomes substance. God sees your potential before it becomes substance. Your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed. God saw what I would be when I was not that. 
He sees our potential before it is realized. He sees in us what nobody sees in us. Have you ever asked yourself what God sees in you? God sees as a sculptor sees. A sculptor takes a piece of wood. And for you, maybe it's an old piece of wood. Maybe it's wood that was going to be burnt as firewood. But he takes that piece of wood and in that wood, he sees an image. And depending on how good the sculptor is, they can carve out a masterpiece out of wood that was just about to be burnt. Or wood that had been thrown away. And has been termite infested. Wood that nobody thought had any value. Yet a sculptor sees it. And sees an image that becomes a world class masterpiece. I read an article recently. I'm not sure how valid it is. But uh, most of you know that the big Catholic cathedral in, in Paris, Notre Dame, uh, got burned. And the wood uh, that was used to construct the roof and the ceilings and so on uh, is very old wood. And um, it's difficult to go back and get wood from that era, 400, 500 years ago. And uh, somebody was suggesting that wood from Ghana can be used for that. Wow. Ghana can produce wood that is that old and can be used for that? Yes. Because, you know, when the Volta Lake was built, when the Akosombo Dam was built uh, and they created the dam, they, a flood occurred. It created a flood and the flood covered a lot of forests. So in the Volta Dam are wood that have been submerged. There's a huge forest under the Volta Dam, under the Volta Lake of wood that has been submerged and is now high quality wood. Now the people who live around the water don't have any value for that wood, but can you imagine wood that we have no value for has value in high places. Thank you for listening to Living Word. To interact with Pastor Mensah Otebil, like his page on Facebook. Follow him on Twitter at Mensah Otebil. Email otebil at centralgospel.com or call plus 233-302-688-000.